Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> and now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Convergence Acquisitions LLC is an organization dedicated to providing their creditor partners with a compliance solution for accounts receivable portfolio sales and servicing they enable for their clients to focus on their core business and provide them with a reliable partner they can count on to acquire distressed portfolios. Through over 30 years of accounts receivable management experience, they have developed processes and procedures to recover account portfolios while exceeding compliance expectations. They have partnered with well-respected law firms and other recovery vendors to create an ideal solution for their partners. Convergence Acquisitions evaluates and acquires portfolios including credit card, retail card, consumer loans, auto loans, draft deposit accounts, EMS services, and more. For more information on selling portfolios to use, please contact our business development team at 855-200-6096 or via email at acquisitions at convergenceacquisitions.com. And so here we are in the Wombat Den for another episode of the B-Side Boys. Fellas, welcome back. Philly V, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? Pretty good. We'll, we'll dive into <laughs> that a little bit. Gimli, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were just looking before we started the show. Last episode was in August, August 28th. Mm-hmm. We took the entire month of September off. So, yeah, we're, we're back and... Uh, We'll fill you in on what we've been up to. Biggest thing, you know, that first weekend, it was Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And yep. because we labor so hard in life, <laughs> uh, we're like, you know what? We're going to take this weekend off. We've been going pretty hard. September, fall rugby, it's a very busy time. Big plans on the horizon. And then, um, yeah, some stuff happened. So that was loud. I should probably mute the computer. Um, Phil. What happened the week after Labor Day? Do you want to talk about it? Uh, I know it's I mean, a sore subject. Yeah, a little bit sore. Uh, really yeah, no, sore. just obviously we had our Quad City match, and it was very close physical match. And about the last eight, nine minutes, I ran in a try and got tackled from behind and landed on my knee and managed to tear my patellar tendon completely. Ugh. So I am unfortunately out for the season and – I had surgery, so I'm on the up and up, and yeah, looking forward to getting back eventually. So, yeah, not to be a bummer, <laughs> but yeah, well, it's one of those things too. Like, yeah, we were gonna recap some matches, and we were gonna talk about it, but yeah, it's it's why we took a lot of time off too, just because you know that's that's a lot to go through, and you got some changes in life to make sure to get things situated, and it was like, ah, you know what podcast can uh, can wait a little bit we can yeah. we can recap stuff later and just it's good to see yeah. you you know you came to the watch party the other day i saw on snapchat you uh you're pumping some iron <laughs> yeah i'm still finding ways to move and work out and get some blood pumping because that's gonna help 
you know, speed recovery up. And I just got to say too, the, it's pretty overwhelming. The amount of people that reached out, you know, after like, I mean, I didn't post on social media or any of that shit. Cause I don't really care. Um, but it was pretty wild to have that many people reach out and see how I was doing that, you know, that means a lot. That's like awesome. coming from the rugby community and everything. Well, so that's, that's what's cool about yeah. our rugby community. I know we say it all the time, but like, hey, people love you, Philly V. We love you, Phil. Mm. You're you are loved. And I love, love all, you. and I love all you guys too. You've and done you've done a lot, especially man. especially Eric Frana because he's messaged me every single day because he knows more than anybody else. You know, he had a long time to right. get back to the pitch because mm. of his right. knee, and he messages me about every day with some little motivation. So. He I messages, appreciate him a lot. <laughs> he messages me every day about really sad Chicago Bears stats. It's <laughs> um, made fun of me. Um, but we don't want to talk about that. But um, I will say, too, you know, speaking of the rugby community and, you know, that day, I was actually at Eric Frano's wedding mm-hmm. and you were, you were going to be on the way. Yep. And I texted you like, hey, do you have an update? And when you texted me, all you said was, dislocated my knee i'm like all right okay he's fucking with me like that's no you didn't and then i'm like okay for real like what happened you're like we lost i'm like okay phil like this isn't funny like stop yeah. and then you sent me a picture and you're in the hospital and i'm like this stinks yeah i thought it was dislocated i'm like oh okay well i mean maybe the trainer can put it back in for me <laughs> she's like no you're going to the hospital i'm like okay so but i i thought maybe it was just a dislocation and i'd just be you know maybe off for a few weeks or something i mean i don't know i've never had a tough guy i've never i've never had a severe injury before playing rugby i mean which is you know i really shouldn't complain that much because i've been playing for 11 years so nothing ever too serious but you're so strong nah (laughs) it's probably gonna help your comeback though right yeah, maybe we'll see. Adrian Peterson style. No, I mean like I'm I'm planning on coming back 100, percent but I just need breaking to get news. You healthy. heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yay! Oh yeah. No, so happy to be back, and we're happy that Phil's. You know, he's here. He's doing it. Hey, you know what? <laughs> You're doing you know what? it. Let's let's not be gloom. I mean, we haven't sat in the same room together and just BSed about rugby. We we got a really packed Ages. show. We got a lot we of have, stuff. Yeah. We have a lot of stuff, and here's the thing too: we're gonna miss a lot of stuff because Tons. there's too much stuff to go over. Let alone what happened in the past weekend, mm-hmm. also the last five weekends. We'll do the best we can, but just know we're gonna miss some stuff. Um, send us stuff that we miss, and yeah. send us stuff to highlight that you want to be shared. Because again, um, we do the best we can, but this is a really busy time, um, and we try to cover everything we can. We do have an interview for this episode as well. Uh, Gim, what have you been up to the past month? You got in on some action with the Wombats. You played a little bit. First time in how many years? You know, I did. So, yeah, it's been, uh, I think I thought about it. It's been five years since I booted up. Uh, and after... Sound like a computer. After... <laughs> <laughs> is, am I plugged in? I don't think I was plugged in either, so... It's first thing you gotta check. Um, Philly V went down, made me sad. You guys needed some help. You don't need help. You have a good, solid squad. But you know, you could always use another front row boy and, and I, a friend and a friend, and I could get <laughs> in shape. And yeah, so I got to come back and been to a couple practices and played a match. Fin- was a finisher. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Those fresh legs, fresh legs, you know. <laughs> and do you remember an Iowa Falls guy saying, "Why are you trying so hard?" I'm saying, "I'm sorry, I got fresh legs. <laughs> I have fresh legs. I have to. I have to. You don't have to. You get to. I get to. <laughs> I will. I will say though. Uh, do you want to like recap your first match back? Like, are there any things that stick out? Um, um, definitely should have stretched. That probably would have been. <laughs> should have warmed up more. I thought I could do old man stuff and just wear two ankle braces. You mm-hmm. know. Tape up my Your wrists. Uh, tape up my wrists. You know, put uh, Asper cream and Biofreeze all over my neck and back. And, and you're like, why would I warm helped. up before the game? I'm not coming in for another 60 minutes. Like, well, why, why would I warm up? Yeah, now? I did play touch judge the first half, so I was getting a little bit of you know, yeah. had a sweatshirt on, was running around. So <laughs> had a good sweat going. I stayed warm. Um, that <laughs> it was way. also 90 degrees. <laughs> it was pretty warm. Yeah, it was a weird day, but. Uh, Wombats won that match. Yeah. I was just so. going to say there was there's two moments that made me smile. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what both moments were? Um, was it when I was somehow next to the – was inserted into the back line somehow? Yeah, I don't know how. You were right inside of uh, the 10. The 10, uh, Juju. Juju. And he was like, get it out, get it out. And I was in my head, I'm thinking, that's not what I should do. I should just take it and fall down. But it was just all happening too fast. And I was just like, I'll do what he said. And I turned. It was one of those, like, my brain's thinking, this is what you got to do. This is who you're going to pass it to. And my body's like, you can't do that. <laughs> and so I threw a hospital pass up in the air. And it, it was got, with your left hand, too, because it was to your right. It was to, yep, yep, uh, yep. <laughs> to bat, you know, my weaker side. And uh, got cherry-picked. Luckily, we were up by 40 or 30-some at the time. And Mm -hmm. uh, I did chase the guy down in Mm -hmm. in the try zone Mm -hmm. because he was trying to center it. And I was like, going to make it hard for him. Yeah. And then then that hurt a lot. And then I think after that was that kickoff. Yes, the kickoff. And And I think I was one of the only people who saw this. No, I think multiple people did. We kicked it super deep, Phil. And they, like, like muffed it. And it was kind of balls just kind of on the ground. And I was running down there as fast as I could. I was yeah, angry. Because he was like, I'm going to make up for this. I'm going to make up for it. I got, got it. Mm, I got mm. it. Like, you were in, like, a three-point stance, ready and, to go. And I just tripped and hit a hole, <laughs> oh, no. and I just <laughs> fell flat on my face. Ooh. And the thing was, it was when Marcus cherry-picked them, and he ended up scoring. And then we scored uh, on it. And so, we scored on so it. So everybody was watching the uh, score, and I was just way back there, and I got back up, and I was like, oh, And the reason, the reason I saw it was because... You didn't run. I didn't run at all. I stood, and I'm like, I am so tired. Uh, yeah. I've been playing for 74 minutes. Yep. I am going to walk. I'll and, for you. And you're like, I'll go get it. And I just see you take I a dive. Biffed it. So uh-huh. hard. And then we scored. Well, yeah. You know, out. class half full. Yeah. But no. <laughs> so, so I'm, get, I'm getting there. Oh, I yeah. only hurt myself slightly. Just a little pride. And, <laughs> and a little bit of pride, yeah. And my hamstring and was pretty black. Yeah, but it's uh, it's getting better, you know. And I've been doing, I've been yogging. I think is how you pronounce ah, it yes. with a mm, soft yeah. J. Um, it's a rad new thing called jogging. Yogging, yeah. <laughs> you know. I don't know if I'm saying that. I don't right. know if I'm saying that right, but yeah. So I'll, I'll be there again this weekend and next weekend. And nice. And that kind of leads us into the next thing. We're gonna dive into it again. We got a ton of stuff. Bum 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 bum. Uh, Midwest rugby. Just kind of a recap of what's happening. The Iowa Rugby Union has been posting scores weekly. That's kind of been good that's to great. see. great. Whoever's doing that's doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Cut this part. Cut this part. All right. 
<laughs> I want to drive more engagement. You guys I didn't say shit. <laughs> Anyways, whoever's doing that, Hats looks off like to them. looks like what the B side boys were gonna do for their page, but then the union took that exact format. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're in the meat of it. Where I think most teams have played about four or five games. Um, oh. If we look at D one for the men's Detroit tradesmen. And the St. Louis Bombers are kind of the top of the table. Cincinnati's hanging around there, too. Uh, Chicago Griffins are up there. Uh, I expect the Bombers to pull away again. They're, mm-hmm. They've only given up before this weekend. I didn't see what happened this weekend. They've only given up 19 points in four matches. God, do you want to? That's insane. That's wow. insane. Yeah. So they are. their points for are 182 points against 19. Wow. 163 <laughs> point differential. The next closest is Detroit with 90. So they're giving up less than try, a try a game. Yeah. I think it's going to be the Bombers there. They're they're killing it. Uh, if we move into the women's premiership. <laughs> Bombs away. Women, <laughs> women's D1. Uh, so it looks like you got the Metropolis Valkyries and the Pittsburgh Forge are at the top of the table. They both are, before this weekend, undefeated. And... Yeah, that's uh, it's going pretty well for him. So, and it's a smaller too. it's a smaller league because um, again Palmer, their women, yeah, D two. So moving right along into the next one, we got men's D two. Okay, it's gonna this this is an exciting one for mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. So we're gonna and correct me if I'm wrong. The playoff format here because they have eight matches. There's five teams in each league there's four leagues eastern central great lakes and northern five teams so you play four teams twice that's eight matches mm-hmm. only one team makes it out yeah, of each league because right? last year we thought it was two but then we were corrected and it was only one right and i moines, don't believe that format has changed des moines so. was number two last year in yeah. their league but because you play each team twice they kind of look at that as like white but right now though it's like it's kind of a toss-up because those what the top three teams are all have like a loss to each other essentially yes. yeah it's a and, weird little roundabout and that was before this weekend i know des moines rugby was off yeah um so des moines before this weekend they're at the top of the table with 16 points east side and palmer both have 15 so that one point difference and here's what i kind of heard as talking to alejandro munoz from des moines who he's played like every position in the pack mm-hmm. and he's played is, for a long time too yeah he he was trying to get out of playing like retired <laughs> and he's like oh i'll be around oh i can help coach oh now yeah. he's playing like 80 minutes between <laughs> hooker <laughs> prop playing yeah. like i joked with him I'm like are you gonna be scrum half next week like it sounds like though and talking with luke gunther mm-hmm. who's a wombat now at palmer well it sounds like east side banshees is like a pretty you know balanced team mm-hmm. really well coached um, but they only bring 17 to 19 guys per match in wow. D2. Yeah, because well, they, they also have that D3 side as well. Right. So they're splitting guys at the moment. But in my brain, I would want to pump that up. Yeah, same. But at the same time, they're probably like, well, there's guys who would really help the D3 team who don't want to only play, you know, 10 minutes of mm-hmm. D2. But anyways, sounds like Des Moines has a really good, like, back line. Or no. Well, they have a really good pack. They, they have, have really a really good, good back line, but the back line doesn't quite have the continuity. the continuity yet. Yes. Because they're all younger guys. 
So thank you. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. So Palmer, like their pack, has been what is like learning and growing. Yeah. The Des Moines backline is learning and growing. So when Palmer and Des Moines played, Des Moines beat Palmer. And it sounded like it was because the pack of Des Moines really took over. And what do you mean Des Moines beat Banshees? Sorry. Yeah, not yeah, Palmer. Let, yeah. Let's hold on. Yeah, let's, no, you're good. Let's take a look Palmer, at Palmer beat Des Moines. 14 minutes. Des Moines we'll beat Banshees. <laughs> and then uh, Banshees beat Palmer. Yes. The Banshees, their first two matches, they won by like 100 points. Mm-hmm. And then Des Moines beat them. Yeah. And then Palmer beat Des Moines. And then Eastside beat Palmer. Yep. Yes. And that's what I was... Uh, yeah, you understand. Yeah, and then so Palmer hosted Banshees. So Palmer's got to go to the Banshees next. And then Des Moines also has to go to the Banshees next because Des Moines hosted the Banshees. And travel, like even in D2, you know, still affects teams like it does with D3. You know, like just teams just don't travel that well. So I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. Like I... I've, I believe Des Moines could probably pull it out again. It's just, mm-hmm. again, traveling is well, difficult. And that's the thing. I like the way their schedule is set up because you have, you play everyone twice, home and away. Mm. So really staying healthy is going to be the name of the game. That's going to be huge. Healthy and traveling. Healthy <laughs> like, and make traveling. sure everybody comes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, it goes both ways. Yeah, you know? exactly. So really going to be interesting there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, we take a look now at the women's D2. And that's where Palmer women are going to be. And so when we look at their conference, uh, Palmer women, they're crushing it. They've only given up 15 points against. They're Damn. undefeated. Damn. Uh, I think they're going to run away with it. Uh, they've they've done really well against Grand Rapids Rugby, County Will, Morgans, and Chicago Sirens. So expect them to pull through. So really when you're looking at it, we don't have any D1 teams in Iowa this season. Mm-hmm. But – we have two teams in D2 men that are fighting for that playoff spot. The women's D2 team in Palmer, they look like they're going to get a playoff spot. And then when we jump down to men's D3, we're going to have a little bit of a wild finish here as well. Because currently, Bremer County Bucks are 4-0. They've gotten five points per match, uh, like bonus point. Mm-hmm. You know, They're at the maximum they can get. Quad City Irish are also undefeated. Uh, they were supposed to host Iowa Falls this weekend. Iowa Falls did not make the trip. So Quad City, though, they are right behind Bremer. So even though they're undefeated, they have less bonus points because when they played the Wombats, they only had three tries, so they didn't get a bonus. Mm-hmm. So that comes into play. Next Saturday, undefeated Bremer County hosts undefeated Quad City. Boom. Be a good match. Then, the week after that, the West Wind Wombats, with one loss, goes to Waverly and plays against Bremer as the only match in D3, Iowa, on the 14th. Hmm. And so, there's a lot of implications here where 
basically Bremer has the most control of their destiny just because they have the most bonus points. They're undefeated. Mm-hmm. They went out. They're going to make it. And this league has two playoff contenders. Yep. And then so Quad City, they also are control of their own destiny. Like whoever wins between Bremer and Quad City, they're going to make playoffs. Yep. Right. Yep. Then it comes down to whoever loses that match. Mm-hmm. How do the bonus points match up against the Wombats? And then also the Wombats and Bremer, huge match. That could end up being almost like a playoff game if mm-hmm. Quad City beats Bremer. I, I mean, it's a whole thing. There's a lot of different scenarios, but the way it looks right now, the Wombats are on the outside looking in. Even though it was just a one-point loss, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah that one hurt. but well, For multiple reasons for you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. God, no, it's okay. Jerk. I plan on being back better than ever. <laughs> I thought you were trying to do a pun. Like, oh, that one hurt. We'll get yeah. you a robot. Yeah. We'll get like, you a robot knee. It'll be fine. You're literally playing with your scar right now. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty neat. Not to get back on that topic, but surprisingly, it did not hurt when it happened. Really? It, the surgery hurt more than the injury mm-hmm. itself, which is weird. Was it adrenaline? Because like, oh. Probably adrenaline, yeah. I mean, I was... It's tough. Yeah. I mean, about an hour later, I was just a little more upset I thought maybe I might be done, but, man, oh, fuck that. <laughs> but You're still here, Anyways, yeah, yeah. Back on that. It's Yeah, D3's going to be shaken up pretty... It's going to be interesting. And, like, Dubuque, I think, is already done for yeah. the year. Yep. I mean, yeah. like, not just, like, obviously, like, they're, like, Three and three, but, yeah, but they, they don't have any more games. They had like no bye weeks. <laughs> no, so, and wow. I, I remember talking to them at the beginning of the season. They were frustrated because they literally had both their bye weeks the last two weeks of the season. So they played all six matches yeah. in a row, and now they're done. I feel bad for them, dude. And yeah, that, that's that a good suck. group of guys. That was actually like that match was really fun mm-hmm. playing with those guys, and like it was just it was just a good match. And yeah, I just I feel for them. That that's a tough draw to get, yeah. you know, but. They, you know, they didn't forfeit any matches. They showed up. They balled out. You know, they they had a good season, I felt like, so. Oh, yeah. And, you know, speaking of forfeits, I think on the year there's only been two so far in D3. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good compared to years past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually the only least. Two. I mean, as of right now, yeah, that's, like, probably the least amount we've had in a long time. In a very long time. Yeah. Granted, two teams dropped out right before the season started, but, mm. yeah. And that's something, too just going to remind everybody the iowa annual grand meeting the iowa agm is on november 18th that's after the second round of playoffs in cedar rapids more details to come please make sure you have people from your club because we have some information news conversations that need to happen because we want to grow this game Mm. we want to see less forfeits the high school league is Booming. the best it's yeah. ever been, boys and girls. All of our colleges are doing amazing. We're going to get into them here shortly. And then how can we basically connect the pipeline of high school to college to senior side? And then how are we going to also do select sides? Because that's something else that we want to talk about. And basically, what does the spring look like? How are we going to... And I have some ideas for basically making the spring season more focused on Iowa select sides basically mm-hmm. having a coach or a, a team of coaches who are working with people more than once. Because, again, we've gone to select side tournaments and shown up the day of with a good squad, and we lose to Wisconsin, Wisconsin. By, by, like, eight <laughs> points. Yeah, and yeah. then you're like, if we would have had practice or if we would have played some friendlies. Right. And, and so, some continuity. Yeah. 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 Some and practice so, and some warm-up matches yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that would be 
and I mean, I'll say, I'll say what the Wombats plan is, what we're looking at. Um, you're not going to see us playing friendlies as the Wombats this spring. We'll be at some tournaments. We'll be, we'll be, you know, sending some guys to Nashville. There'll be guys going to Platteville. There'll be guys going to play with other clubs in the spring. But we're not going to host, you know, Wombats versus, you know, the Sioux Falls Crow like we did last spring. Mm -hmm. Because when we look at our goals of our club, our goal is to grow the sport of rugby in our community. By playing a match with 17 guys in the spring, that's not growing the game. We're going to focus on sending our guys who want to play higher level to select sides and try to have some more select side exhibition matches or friendlies to build continuity. And then guys who just want to be social, go to Nashville, go to Platteville, go to mm-hmm. Maggot Fest, go or New hor- Orleans. Or on with some teams yeah. like some of our yes. friends with Iowa City or Northeast yes. Iowa, you know, that want to, you know, if they want, are going to be doing anything this spring mm-hmm. like we have in the past, like when some of these guys want to play rugby, but we don't have anything going on, it's like, hey, like Ducks are going to be putting in a team for all Iowa or like Barbarians are going up to Mudfest, like, right. you know. Because – this past spring, the last two springs, I've been so overzealous on like scheduling where I'm like, oh, it's going to be so awesome. We're going to do this and this and this. And then eight guys are like, I'm available. And it's like, well, we can't do this robust spring <laughs> Which, schedule. You know, yeah. it's weird to me because like I get we have like a lot of guys on the team that like to compete. I'm a competitor myself. I love to compete. Mm-hmm. But like spring is like the most fun portion. Right. Because yeah. it's, it's about like, it's I mean, like obviously fall is fun, but yes. it's also league play. There's you know implications on the season everything else where spring is literally that's the only thing it's about is just having fun right so i don't understand why some people don't want to do that (laughs) and so that's where my idea is if you want the high level stuff go to select side stuff if you want the fun stuff go to the social stuff we'll also send a team out to fox valley again and we're going to do that mlr thing again with the chicago hounds fox valley but it's not going to be the wombats it's going to be a team of guys from iowa i mean that's what we were last year so instead of saying, oh, it's the Wombats, dude, there's like nine Wombats on that team. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and then also, we are going to put a focus on coaching high school rugby in the spring. It's not about like, because here's what I was talking to our coach, Andrew Ridgeway, about. Where would you learn more by practicing once a week at our Wombats practice? Or going to a high school practice three to four times a week and working with kids on the basics. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, then also trying to expand your knowledge, too, to help them get better as well. You have to understand the whole game, not just your position. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to be one of our goals, too, is like, let's get our guys coaching. That grows the game more than a single home match in the spring and then driving to wherever and then going to Nashville. That doesn't grow it in our community. So It just keeps guys involved, too, especially if there are guys that don't want to play in the spring, too, Mm -hmm. if there are guys that don't can't risk it for their job or something mm-hmm. or don't want to get hurt don't have as much time to travel but they can stay in town they can help out by helping a team even if it's just 
I mean, the more the merrier, I feel like. In, yeah. in years past, when I helped coach teams, it was mm-hmm. like, when you have extra assistance, it's nice because everybody can't be there every day. And Well, and I know that's the, what we the, do with Valley is, like, yeah. I, I can only be there two days a week. I break down film when I can, but, like, I can only be in person two mm-hmm. days a week. And it's nice because we had a staff of, like, five, six guys last year. Yeah. Parker was there every day. Juju was there every day. But Vic was there pretty much every day. But then, like, me and then Aaron Bulo was there a little bit. Like, we were there when we could be. Truck would show up every once in a while. Alex Schmitz would show up every once in a while. So, yeah, I think that's huge. And this is the first time I feel like I've really told you guys this is our plan. This is kind of, like, breaking news for even us. Um, What are your thoughts on it, Phil? I'm going to start with you. you, How do you feel about that, that plan for the spring? Focus on coaching. Give guys opportunities to play where they want to play. And it's less the responsibility of the Wombats and more of like whatever players want, the Wombats will provide a pathway to do what they want. And then it'll prep us for some. I, I like, I like that model for us. Like, I think that's going to fit good to our team. It. Well, I don't know how it'll work. I mean, if other teams are going to try to practice it, I don't know how that'll work for them, mm-hmm. but I feel like just the way our club operates, I think that's going to be the best fit just because past two springs have been, Hmm. Yeah, been, it's been so hard. It's been hard reaching out to people. Yeah. Hey, can you play? Can you play? In the spring, just do what you want to do. I'm so tired of chasing people down. Yeah. Can you play? Yeah. And I like how you said too. It works for us. We're not telling other people to do it, but I feel like you know how rugby is 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 changing, and we have to adapt. It's definitely changing a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. like yeah, just from the past few years. Maybe it's just because like you know we're we're a little bit more involved <laughs> with like you know this club because we you know helped found it and everything else and yeah. i don't know it's just the model's just a little bit different i don't know maybe it's just i'm a, I, I feel like it's changed probably around the entire league but maybe yeah. it's a little bit more different here than it is in other spots i don't know yeah gim what's your thoughts what i think, you think it's a great idea well i think you guys you know from talking to you guys and watching you grow you were founded to be something different so the fact that you're doing different things i mean that's kind of why you guys got into this was, that's a good that point was, too i didn't even think of it that yeah. way like the whole point was to be outside the box mm-hmm. so why so. would you do the same thing that everybody else does every single year and like they say that model does work for a lot of people mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if you are a des moines or i mean even like a, a bremer or somebody that's gonna have the numbers of the guys around in the spring because you're gonna have the consistent people playing yeah. and you're gonna have actual tournaments you go to annually and things like that mm-hmm. Um, what were you going to say? Des Moines' spring schedule is always, like, really tough. Solid. And yeah. they always are like, hey, we're building for next fall. Yeah. It's like, that That's that works for them. That's awesome. Good for them. You know, like... Well, if you're we, a club like, like the Wombats, where, I mean, you're... You're one, two years old. You're one, two years that. old. You're trying to figure out where you're going to practice and play touch and yeah. move Finding around. Finding a spot to practice. A spot. <laughs> Sometimes it's, like, up in the air. <laughs> exactly. And fall's busy enough with soccer and football and stuff, but then you go to spring and there's more soccer and there's mm-hmm. more... And there's there's, just, there's always stuff going on. Uh, so it's always finding that, that, that little common mm-hmm. ground where you can get stuff actually achieve what you want to achieve and i think if you set your right if you set your goals too high or try to go mm-hmm. you know go full speed ahead and do it you might might hurt yourself more than you help yourself and this in this way you're doing what you want to do you grow the game yeah and you, like you said give kids give younger guys opportunities to play at a higher level mm-hmm. somewhere or play with some different teams and um, then they come back better for it i mean that's yeah. like it's like 
I don't know, other sports like soccer, they send guys on a loan and then they come back to their club and it's like, just get minutes, log it. And yeah, do you guys, are you guys, and like I said, a big focus too. I want to get more of our guys coaching. Uh, Phil, any, any update in the coaching world? I know that was kind of like a running joke, but I feel like it's something that you're, you're getting more serious about looking into. Uh, any plans to coach this spring or still, there is there is plans but i'm gonna wait to share that probably but it's in motion okay so things are moving so we will see phil in some capacity in some way somewhere yeah gim what about you uh not to just copy phil but okay similar um their plans in motion i've spoken with some you know i've spoken with some people i trust that have the knowledge of this and uh yeah i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna get back into it and what in what facet uh, mm-hmm. to be determined but yeah I definitely right now have uh, starting to take the little baby steps on nice and then by winter time hopefully I can uh, or the next month I can say more oh I love it and I know I kind of put both here on the spot and I didn't uh, yeah like, you jerk yeah <laughs> and like I don't know exactly what you guys are doing but I feel like I kind of know like you, you kind of know what I'm doing yeah but but at the same time like I, I'm just I think it's I'm so excited because I would just love for the Wombats to have over 50% to someday 80% of our guys coaching in some capacity, whether it's, hey, I show up one day a week and I hold a, a tackling pad or I'm a head coach of a, of a dynasty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at any capacity, like, just seeing more guys involved, that's the point. And then we mm-hmm. can still have our socials separately. We can still do those things. And, and uh, I do want to talk to someone. We do have an interview here coming up. The last league is the D4 league. They just finished. Um, River City came back. They were in the D4 league. They played against St. Paul Jazz Pigs, Sioux Falls Crow, Mankato Marauders. How do you say that word? Marauders. Yeah. I I know that word, but, like, it's hard. River City went one and two. They ended the year on a high note beating Mankato. Nice. Um, It was cool to see, too. Every single week, it sounded like they were getting new guys out. They're getting people to play their first 15s. Really cool stuff. So shout out to River City for making it happen. Yeah, it's awesome. They're back. And I hope to see that league grow. So yeah, it would be nice if they had more than, what, three matches? Yeah. You know, that'd be ideal. But, I mean, I understand there's yeah. not a ton of teams in D4 cool. at the moment. And if you doubled it to be like, hey, you're going to do a home and away like D2? Yeah. That would be hard because six matches for a D4 team, they're – a lot of teams are D4 because they struggle with numbers. Mm. So if you had six matches, would you be able to have 15 every week? And I think that's what the Midwest was trying to avoid. But I saw a picture. There was 26 guys in the last team photo for River City. Yeah, that's wild. Wow. And so I, I just I think things are things are moving in the right direction for them. Love what they do. Love what Mar- like Mark Blong, one of our favorite guys on the show that we've had on multiple times. We'll probably have him on soon because. It's always easy to just text him and be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> can you, like, because he's always working on something and he's always putting the sport in a better spot in our state. And it's like, what are you doing right now? And, uh, yeah, so it's always good to talk to him. Love, mm-hmm. love the energy and passion he has. And so, uh, it's cool to see a club that was on hard times and they're back, they're growing, they competed. Um, it was good. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah, and like he does a lot of stuff with the high school league too. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was just thinking too because we've talked about it before, but I feel like it'd be kind of cool if they did tens for 
D4. And, and that's something, too, that I want to talk about where I like the idea of the women's festival yeah. that they're doing. But the problem I've seen with that is multiple events have been canceled. Mm-hmm. Sounded like sometimes teams didn't even know they were hosting. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. I reached out to a team a couple of weeks ago to say, like, or I made a post about something and a team reached out to me and said, uh, where did you get this information? Because we don't have that. And it says we're hosting. Mm. And I was like, what? So I like the idea of, we don't have a full 15. We're going to bring eight people to this location. We'll mix the teams up. Rugby's being played. I think that would benefit like the Iowa league where Clinton, Cedar Rapids, um, maybe even like Algona, maybe some of these guys who are on a team in college and then it doesn't work out for them or just random people who want to learn the sport, but they, they don't want to join a competitive team. Like just have spots where people can just show up and play. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be huge because in oh, Blackhawk is another one. Oh yeah. They're yeah, trying to Blackhawks, rebuild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rebuilding. Get all the clubs who are in like, just do a rotation of like, these are the five cities. We rotate those five. And if 30 people show up, you can play 15 on 15. Mm-hmm. And everyone's represented. So that is something I want to bring up. Maybe you don't call it D4. Maybe you keep D4 as D4, but you just have like a developmental TENS league or a festival league. Mm-hmm. So, because I think TENS would be cool too, because the biggest problem is teams aren't a lot of times D4 because lack of effort, lack of passion, and lack of ability. It's just the numbers. Yeah, it's solely the numbers. <laughs> so if you have 10 guys who care a lot, let them play tents. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's something I'd love to talk about sometime. But to get back to the Wombats, we do have an interview with a current player. And I think it's kind of cool because this guy, uh, I'm going to say it, Phil, he's a lot younger than us. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years. <laughs> and I think he views rugby in Iowa probably a lot different than we do. And I think it'll be cool to get his perspective because he wasn't one of the guys who, you know, was with us when we made the team. He's a guy who joined us, and I'd love to get his viewpoint on how do you view rugby in Iowa because he's not from Iowa. He played high school mm-hmm. in Maryland. Um, he's played in college, and now he's with us. And it's one of those things like how does he view Iowa? How does, why the Wombats? How did he end up with us? And uh, how it compares to other places, you know? And, yeah. Because, you know, Gim, you've been around for a long time. I feel like there's just people's names and team names. You just hear a name and you just picture something. Right. It's like, well, that's how it was 15, 20 years ago. Things change. Yeah. Things change. But yeah, you have a, you already have a predetermined, you know, you have a mindset of what they're going to be like. But oh yeah, yeah, it's nice to see it from the outside looking in. Yeah. So see how we match up too to the East Coast rugby. You know, oh yeah. <laughs> and I kind of want to just hear, you know, like, hey, Bernard McIntyre. What's fun? It's a fun, it's a fun happening, name. You know. It's a fun yeah. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give him a call. This interview is brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. Tighthead Brewing Company is a craft brewery located in Mundelein, a suburb of Chicago. Their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music, wonderful company, and the best beer in town. Since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They 
distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And oh yeah, the name Tighthead. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tighthead prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. Enjoy Tighthead Brewing Company. And now we are to the interview portion of the show, brought to you by Tight Head Brewing Company. We've got Bernard McIntyre. BB, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Ryan? What's going on, Phil? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Gimli's here, too. Hey, BB. <laughs> I, I swear, living the dream is the only thing I've heard in Iowa. I've never heard that anywhere else. Whoa. Really? <laughs> yes, I don't hear that anywhere besides Iowa. I think that's a, just a Midwestern huh. Thing. it's gotta be we don't dream too big i guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the standard you're at work and you're having a shitty day and someone looks at you like hey man how's it going living the dream basically <laughs> it means you want to kill yourself but you can't say that out loud at work <laughs> or on podcast <laughs> oh but no bb we're super excited for to have you join us um we were just talking before you know calling you up it's kind of funny you know we started the wombats a few years ago and a lot of us are guys who are been playing for over a decade we're kind of older and it's really cool this year that we've got this group of young guys who are joining us and kind of giving us this youth movement and new blood in the club and um your story though is really cool so how did you first start playing rugby so basically my junior year in high school i moved from maryland i mean from texas to maryland and i was playing football i was on that summer for my senior year, I was playing football and everything. And then I got into a little trouble on the field. And me and the coaches weren't seeing eye to eye. And so I quit the team. Right afterward, I see this post on Instagram from Caldwell University. They're saying they're recruiting and everything. So I sent them my football t- my football tape and my time for my camps and all that. And they were like, hey, man, we love, we love to see you come play rugby. And they put me onto a team in Baltimore. It was a men's team. So I played that men's team for that summer, that summer sevens. And that was kind of like my introduction to rugby. Were and you in I high played, school at that time? Were you, like, yeah, I was in high school. Oh. I was 17 playing for a men's league, a men's team. <laughs> so you can kind of imagine I was getting cracked out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were headhunting me. So then I played for another men's team right after I turned 18. I played for one that was in my town, North Bay Rugby. Okay. It, they're one of the one of the better the more historic te- historic teams in Maryland. Mm-hmm. They always have good boosters and people who are, who know who they are. So I played with them. Then they realized I was in high school, and they sent me down to the high school team. So I, my fall season got cut short. So the spring I come in, and I'm start playing. And my after my first game, I had a lot of tackles that first game. So I sent my film to Mount Saint Mary's. That was it was a school that was an hour and a half from me. And I heard about their rugby team. I was like, you know what? I think I want to try this in college. I didn't have any other options. Mm-hmm. So, so I go try. I send it out, and they get back to me. So as the season's going along, more and more schools are starting to talk to me. And I was like, holy crap, I think I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> and so so by my third game, I'm starting to score tries. I'm starting to, like, the game is starting to pick up for me, and I'm starting to connect to it. And end of the season comes, we got kicked out. We got bounced in the first round of playoffs. I was so mad. I cried on the field that day. And we were, but we, at the end of the season, I'm thinking, okay, what are my options looking like? And I have, I had a good amount of options, but my family wanted me to stay home, so I, I committed to Mount St. Mary's. I did that right before my last sevens tournament in high school. 
And I was like one of the, I think it was one of the last commits to actually commit because I committed like in July. Oh wow. Yeah, like I was it was like a late commit. But coach came to my house and everything, he had dinner with my family, I had a few friends there, so it was pretty nice. I didn't think I would ever get to do that after I quit football, so I got to have a have a signing day, so it was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's I think awesome. that's something too, like especially here in Iowa, we have all these high school teams and I know like I'm helping coach at West Des Moines Valley and we have all these kids who have these dreams of like playing D1 football or just moving on to the next level in football. But there's so few spots and there's so many great athletes. Yeah. And we're starting to see more athletes like, wait, I can take my same skills from football, basketball, wrestling, soccer, and I can go play rugby. And there's all these opportunities and not only opportunities like to just be there, but like to be great. And I think we're starting to see more and more people realize, like, this is a real option to make it to college. And maybe not even, like, if you want to go pro in rugby or whatever, but, like, it's a, a vehicle to get a college degree. It's a way to move on, you know? Yeah. And especially as more and more schools are offering scholarships coming in, mm-hmm. like, even the bigger schools, once if uh, we, if the bigger schools take rugby seriously, such as Penn State, Penn State, they're an amazing, amazing school. Mm hmm. And they have the facilities. Once they are able to give scholarships, it will be a real game changer for for the whole for all of all of college rugby. Once the big schools are able to give the scholarships, it will be a big big change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right now it's all those little NAIA D three schools because they're trying to get their admissions numbers up. But yeah, if if the big ones can come through, because you know Cal Berkeley doesn't even give out scholarships yet. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and they're they're menaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so, how did that lead you to Iowa? You know, you're over on the East Coast, you're playing with some men's teams, you're, you're playing in, yeah. you know, college out, out there. So, what had you move west? So, when we got, when I, when I was first at Mount St. Mary's, a lot of things were going on. I don't want to really say publicly what, what was going on within the team. Yeah, don't. But there are a few things. We have a yeah, lot of listeners from out there, so don't <laughs> yeah. don't share it. Don't whistle blow. Yeah, but there were a few things that were going on with the team that I did not agree with. Mm-hmm. Mm. And also on top of that, I wasn't playing that well. I was probably at the worst state at that point mm. when I was at Mount St. Mary's. I just wasn't, it just wasn't clicking for me. Rugby was not clicking for me at all anymore. So I realized I was like, maybe I was like, maybe this wasn't the right choice because the only reason I made the choice there was to stay home close to my family. Mm-hmm. My family moved to Washington because they're military. So I was like, okay, now I probably should make somewhere where I want to go myself. Mm-hmm. But I went to Iowa Central. So uh, Iowa Central was recruiting me before I came out of high school. Okay. Alex, so I texted Nelson. I said, hey, do you still do you still need a player? He was like, get, he's like, you got a lot to do in a short time. We can get you here. Next thing I know, I'm on a plane to Iowa. <laughs> wow <laughs> that's awesome wow. yeah you know uh my time at ic i think that was probably one of some of the most meaningful times for my rugby career mm-hmm. it, it helped me see rugby in a new light because on the east coast we play rugby your 10 or your 15 are the only ones dropping mm-hmm. here y'all y'all drop your your wings and y'all drop your fullback it's like anybody's really dropping it's a lot more free Mm-hmm. loose with, with uh with the cakes and everything like that so that was like a new way of looking at rugby and then i came to ic and i was playing sevens mm-hmm. and that was probably my first time really training sevens because maryland's really 15 focus mm-hmm. so that helped me opening open up my eyes to the creativity of rugby just 
oh my god try behind the back pass try try to do a, a, a switch cancel or something like that mm-hmm. and so and especially joe lippert oh. that man is a is a genius <laughs> yeah. so he he helped me a lot he helped me a lot just seeing different things on the field and talking to me mm-hmm. and, help, and believing in me be a better player mm-hmm. yeah no it's Joe Lippert, he is extremely knowledgeable. That's a great person to be working under. And you were saying that, so the 10 and 15 typically drop back in East Coast, and then we have our wings and our fullback that are dropping back. Is there, like, other things you've noticed about the aspect of the game for, like, in Iowa compared or, like, Midwest compared to East Coast? Is there other things you've noticed that are... I think Maryland is more fast-paced than the East Coast. I mean, the East Coast is fast-paced, and then the Midwest are more big boys. Because but, but in Maryland, yeah, in Maryland, you don't have those giant wings. Or in the East Coast, you have those smaller, like, wings that are built like me, kind of. Smaller guys that are really fast and are elusive. Mm-hmm. Here, y'all have a lot of wings that are just big boys that will move you out the way and will set that edge. So, uh, that's one thing I've noticed. Also with, your, also, with your flankers, too. The flankers are used, are usually a lot more athletic here. Mm-hmm. That I see on the East Coast because you we usually we have a bigger flankers, mm-hmm. just because the rucks you just, you have to have your pack size big. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my thought process is always like just from everything I've ever like experienced from rugby is like flankers are usually like just the real the most athletic pack players and they're just the mm-hmm. meanest motherfuckers on the field kind of thing. So it's weird if it's different in other areas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times like... too it's it's the flankers are guys who are like they want to play center but we already have a center mm. so it's like the other centers are at flankers and their hands might not be mm-hmm. quite on par with centers whoa whoa <laughs> when in the pros usually one of the flankers is usually like shorter and stockier and then one of the flankers is more like leaner and athletic and tall yeah yeah <laughs> I played flank one game in high school. I said never again. <laughs> hey, you know what? You you tried it out. You saw what it was like. Um, have you ever played in the front row? Like when you were playing sevens, they have you at hook at no, all? They, so actually, Joe Lippert, he, he, he taught me. How, they taught me how to hook, but they never put me in the hook. So I was I was just grateful. I never had to go in the hook. <laughs> well, one thing I like to do when I was coaching sevens for the girls team I coached, we would put our most athletic person at hook and then they would drop back and be the backside wing and so oh. it was it was kind of nice because we had this girl who was like a 200 400 meter sprinter uh state qualifier and we put her at hook and she was brand new to the game and we're just like hey you're in the scrum and once it's over slide to that backside. she picked up like 10 tries in the season just because like no one could match her because no one else was lining up that way and she was against like other people who are more like uh like a more typical front row type pack player in sevens. So mm. that was that was always fun. I, I was going to say, too, it seemed like back to Iowa Central, though, it seemed like you really connected with, like, a lot of guys there, like the the group of guys and just kind of the friendships and just kind of the relationships you made there seemed really strong because watching you guys play in, like, the intracity sevens, playing with whoever you can play with in the spring um, – it, it seems like it was a good group. I mean, would you say that also played a big factor in Iowa Central? <laughs> Those boys, my guys, John, Lucky, and Marcus, and Nero, and all of them, we we went like every day together. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like we wake up, go to class, and we see each other at lunch, and we're just together for the rest of the day. 
going, doing whatever. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things that made us really close on the field and off the field. Like, there are times when we're on the field, we don't have to talk much. Mm-hmm. My first try as a wombat was from Marcus. Yep. I even, he didn't say a word. He just looked He's looked at me like I was crazy, and I just came behind him. And so it's like one of those things where we all, we all talk about it. We love rugby. Like, all of us love it. Mm-hmm. We love doing it. We love being on the field and playing as much as possible. So it's like all of our interests were, were together. Oh yeah. So we, we always work. We're always together. Like the whole summer, we worked out together. We ate. Like we lived together in the Iowa Central dorms this summer. None of us went home. Mm-hmm. So that really like brought us together. As you said, the inner cities. Inner cities was like that was. Been out, we drove an hour and a half every time. Yeah. To get there, and so we would spend like two hours before trying to figure out who how we're getting how we're getting there. <laughs> Cause nobody got a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I just remember too, like, like the passion and, and how much you guys love the game. And it was one of those things when the Wombats were trying to put together a roster for spring matches. And then we ran into Marcus and, and Ja. And it was one of those things where it's just like, they showed up to everything. And it was like, <laughs> then you guys just started coming to everything because wherever there was an opportunity, you guys were like, we want to play. We, we mm-hmm. love this sport. And I just remember one of the, like first conversations I remember having with you this fall, we were warming up. Everybody was stretching. I was still injured. So I was like taking attendance on my phone. Cause I didn't know like half the guy's names who were at our practice. And yeah. you were saying something like, cause I was asking everybody like, Hey, who do you play for? And you're like, you look to me and you go, man, I'm going to play for so many people this fall. And like, we had to tell you like, ah, like <laughs> you can only play for one team in the fall. Cause it's like league play, but you can play for everyone in the spring. And I just remember thinking like, Oh man, He's not going to come back. And then, like, all of you guys, like you said, you just always play together. And it was, I don't know, it was really cool that you guys yeah. chose to come to the me Wombats. And, and... Me and Marcus were debating. We were talking about if we should go play for Des Moines or the Wombats. I was like, I was like, wherever y'all go, I'm going too because I'm not trying to be on a team by myself mm-hmm. with y'all without them. And Marcus was like, bro, I, I want to go to play for the Wombats. I said, bet we're on the Wombats. We almost <laughs> got God. Big Jaw. <laughs> Big Jaw wanted to stay in college for another year. We almost got him down here, though. Hey, but, I mean, there's there's time for next mm-hmm. year, right? I mean. <laughs> yeah. That's if you don't go pro, man. Jaw's been tearing it up. Every time he touches that ball, when he gets his opportunities, he's been tearing. Oh, when we played against Fox Valley this past oh, spring. Man. I mean, he he was a monster for us, man. Every single time he got the ball. And what was funny was, you know, he's a college kid and playing mm-hmm. against grown men, and they just did not want to tackle him. Oh. They Every time they saw him line up for a crash ball, you could see guys, like, slide out of the way, like, nah, you got this tackle. I'm good. <laughs> I only yeah. had a... Same thing was at inner cities. I had to step up and hit him a few times. <laughs> that, boy, that boy's a load. And the thing about him, he's so young. He's only 18. Yeah. Wow. He's only 18. That's that's the thing. And he doesn't have any major injuries on him. Like, teams are going to be – I know some pro teams are going to be licking their chops when he gets eligible to be drafted. Dude. Well, he's going to have to – they're going to have to go through the Wombats first. <laughs> 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 oh, Phil, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say because, like, it was always nice having John on the same side of the field as me, but I had to play against him once, and that was not fun. <laughs> he's just running through people. I was just like – I'm just going to basically just try to grab his ankles because, like, I'm not going to hit him on the hips because he will lay me out. I will bring knees. 
No, so what's what's the biggest difference I would say from you know you you've played all sorts of levels in like the last three years from men's to mm-hmm. high school to college to back to men's. You know, what would you say like is the biggest difference playing for the Wombats? Like, what stands out the most like this season compared to previous seasons for you? What's different? Think, what do you like? I think y'all give me the most freedom. Y'all giving me the most freedom to be me. Mm-hmm. The last time I got the most freedom was in high school because I was one of the better players on the team, so my coach kind of let me do what I want. Here, I kind I do what I want within the system, and y'all y'all okay with it? And I'm like, okay, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But I think I've I've been way more solid on my tackling, and especially uh, learning how to read kicks. Mm-hmm. I remember my first practice as a wombat, Juju was testing me, was kept on kicking uh-huh. it to me. <laughs> I was like, dang, he's gonna keep on kicking it my side? That's kinda mean. <laughs> but I think he I think he was just trying to see if I was I was trash or not. After the first half of the first game, I was questioning myself. I was like, dang, do I suck? <laughs> well, we came back and won the game, so I was happy. No, I but, I feel like too, like with like having new guys in the lineup and we had like I don't know it was like six or eight of six to eight starters last year who ended up either retiring moved away went to a different club just for whatever reasons and so you know bringing in all these new guys I feel like it's taken us a little while to start to gel and I feel like the last match we had against Iowa Falls you could really start to feel like you know you guys are athletic and we've got some veterans with experience but it's all starting to click in the structure and the system. Like guys are starting to understand their role, where to be, when to be there. And I feel like even in that first match against Iowa city, we started off slow and then guys started to pick up where they were. And I remember Miro had a couple of line breaks. You were there Mm -hmm. in support with a couple of line breaks and Marcus is just all over the place. And we got Diego. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's been really fun to watch. I mean, do you feel that too? It's, it's starting to come together. Yeah, It's like, it's, we have an electric. We have an electric team. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. If I feel like if a game ever came down to where we, are we faster than them, do we need to outrun them? I feel like we can do that easily. I'll take Especially on any with, prop in the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I remember last game. I told Iowa Falls. I said my my scrum half for your school for your scrum half and is not close. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I don't, I don't think the, there there are girls on the sideline like that. <laughs> how is how is the trash talk from the East Coast to the Midwest? What's the difference? Is is there a lot on the East, or what? What's it look the, like? So it was dependent on teams. So I played against Baltimore mm-hmm. a few times, and the guys knew me in Baltimore. So the guys that I played against in Baltimore, they knew me. I'm so cool, cool with dude. Their star player Shamar, he's a beast. But him and me and his teammates got into it a few times. I got into it with the cameraman. You know, I, when I scored, when I scored, I went up in the cameraman face. Mind you, the cameraman's like thirteen. And I'm screaming. I'm screaming. Did you get that on camera? <laughs> but I mean, the trash talk. I don't think we take it as personal in Maryland and the East Coast than didn't they do here? I think because like in Mar- in Maryland, everybody talks trash. Mm-hmm. It's a very heated game. We love the trash talk. We love the competitiveness. And then here it's like it's like I I I've wanted to fight a few people here, so it's like it's kind of different. I've never seen this much like how can you say it? the tomfoolery, like the dumb the dumb things that happen. <laughs> it's way more here than I'm than I'm used to. 
That's why I get so angry. <laughs> That's really funny. That's a really good way to put it. Iowa D3 Rugby, home of Tom <laughs> Fleury. <laughs> but it is true, yeah. though. And I think, too, a lot of guys have known each other for the past 10, 20 years. And people just get tired of each other's shit. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we've played these guys over and over and over for decades. Right. Um, we can act like toddlers sometimes. Yeah, Mr. Scrumhat from Iowa Falls, I love you, but you are so—you always make me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I love he's, a, he's an amazing person. I love him. He's a cool dude, but God, he makes me so angry. Uh... <laughs> that man dragged me. Like, he dragged me by my side, and I was like, "You're so weird." That's an <laughs> Iowa scrum half tradition. Yeah, there's a long history of scrum halves in Iowa who frustrate people. A little naughty. A little naughty. <laughs> <laughs> oh well I mean, man marcus is quickly becoming that yeah it, no he's <laughs> he's he's settling into that scrum half role real real nice um i was gonna say you know um we appreciate you coming on here and just kind of last question um you know what are you looking forward to like in your rugby career like you're you're a young guy uh you play wing you play some scrum half you i mean i feel like you can be anywhere in the back line with your speed um what are your goals what are you looking forward to just kind of What's the future look like for you? I believe uh, one day, I don't know how, really how my future is looking just because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like once I get healthy, this is probably the most amount, the most amount of games I played in a row since high school. Nice. Being so serious, like I like I'm like actually very happy that I haven't been hurt yet, and I hope I hope I can play the whole season through that. But mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see where it goes. I know I still have some options if I want to go back to college. Mm-hmm. You know, I've. You know, I have a few schools that if I wanted to, I probably could go to, but it would just depend on how it would just depend on how I play mm-hmm. in the D three. Because I mean, a lot of people haven't seen me play a lot just because I've been hurt so much. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a lot of people have probably forgotten who I am. A lot of college coaches coming out of high school, they probably forgotten who I am now. Mm-hmm. This is two years, so I mean, just I'm just gonna play hard now and see what opportunities come my way. Oh yeah, and here's the thing, man. I know like we're. Like, we're joking about, like, sometimes with the Wombats, like, oh, you're with us, you know, and, like, hey, get all your buddies here. But for real, though, like, whatever opportunities pop up, we will always support you and help you get there. So if there's, like, a, a college that calls up and and they need a reference or something, like, we want to help you. Whatever your goals are, man, like, if it's in D3 Iowa or if it's moving on to the next level in college or even another higher-level club, like, we got your back, man. And, and whatever that looks like, we – we're here for you because you were here for us. So, um, yeah, we. It's like I said, it's it's cool that the Wombats is a part of your rugby story, and uh, whatever that next step looks like, man, we we got you. So let's just. Man, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, let's keep winning though, and let's get people to see you play by winning some some big games, and and we'll go from there. And when the spotlights come out. BB's gonna show out. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Put it on a shirt. I'm to score, I need to score a try on Adam from Bremer. That boy is. I need. I need him on my on my trophy chef. Trophy <laughs> chef. He's he's one of those guys I really want to beat. Sounds good. So let's mark it. You know, two weeks from now, Adam, <laughs> you got to match up on BB. And if you don't, BB's gonna switch sides of the field. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, we'll see you at practice Wednesday, man. All right. Thanks for having me on. Yep. We'll Thanks, see you. A nice fella. All right. And that was BB. 
great interview great kid yeah yeah i'm glad he's on our team mm-hmm. he's he's fast and he's a good player and it's really nice having all those guys you know playing with us this year it's just it's good they yeah. fill out the roster pretty well and yeah it's always nice to yeah. bring in new people especially young people who are passionate and love the game and fresh, will fresh travel yeah. yeah we'll travel are committed and they have a good you know like they said they they work well together like he said you don't even need to talk to each other they can you know yeah well and they love the game and like they're willing to learn and to like level up you know keep moving mm-hmm. up and if we can be a, a stop on that journey love it you know mm-hmm. and then yeah it's cool yeah, um good guy good guy great guy and uh, i'm excited to play these next couple matches we with him didn't ask him though is maryland really about football and crab cakes or is it also <sighs> about rugby and crab cakes we didn't Ooh. ask him that should have oh, oh, crab cakes sound good they do Anyway, Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> yeah, he's from Maryland. Yeah, he says that. Okay. Um, so what do you guys think about the movie uh, Ocean's 8? No, <laughs> not a big fan. Not a big Cancel me. In, uh, <laughs> in between, in between uh, different parts, we got off topic. So I'm glad we're back on to rugby. Yeah, I love Anne Hathaway, though. Anyway. I think she's overrated. Well, How dare like you? Her. You ever seen The Intern, the movie with Robert De Niro? No. It's pretty good. He's her intern. That he's like old that's ageist it, uh, they talk about that that's the whole point of the movie <laughs> she's married to anders from uh, workaholics it's weird okay oh uh, yeah yeah dude yeah. that's yeah. weird you've seen it okay okay have you seen that movie <laughs> before we get going have you seen the movie with the workaholics guys where they work in a hotel and yes yes yeah. the one netflix one game over, game over man game, game over man. man yeah that's i've seen a that good movie this is a good movie underrated. i like that group of guys underrated well i was watching neighbors the other day mm. and they have like a they have like these little like flashbacks where it's like oh it's like our um fraternity invented beer pong you know and blah blah and we invented the boot and rally you know that kind of thing yeah but the flashbacks are always like it was like the workaholics guys and oh, then yeah. they had it was like another group of like really funny people, but I can't remember who it was. Damn it, oh, that's gonna bother me. I like those guys. We'll, we'll look it up. I was yeah. gonna say the workaholics guys. I feel like they could make a good comedy about rugby. Like if oh, they made yeah. a rugby movie, I feel yeah. like they would do a good job. That's who I would cast. Yeah, you got a scrum half, you got a winger or a fullback, mm-hmm. and, you got and a, a hooker, and a hooker. Yeah, because mm. I feel because I feel like. Um, Adam Devine. Anders would be a good he lock. He would be a hook. Anders would probably be a lock. Anders, because yeah. he's tall, yeah. I could see Adam Devine being a scrum half, too. I mean, he's short, but, you know. He'd get into it with people. He'd be a little... Yeah, he'd be a little rascal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do you know he uh, was from Waterloo? Yeah. And then yeah, his parents own, like, a bar or something like that in yeah. Cedar Rapids, though, don't Fun they? Fun fact. in Waterloo. I thought uh, Omaha. I think that's where yeah, they are. Yeah, they're in Omaha. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, they moved there. He got hit by a truck when he was a kid. Yeah. Almost died. Broke their bone in his body. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get you the interview from. We Pardon actually. My take. Yeah. We actually have him on <laughs> <laughs> next week. Well, you guys, that, listen. Well, that be we wild. get to five thousand listens this we, week. We, we will get have him. We get him on. on to pitch him a rugby movie idea. Yeah. He's like, "How'd you guys get a number? Don't worry about it. Let's just let's keep talking." Oh, I thought he like. Didn't Joe Ziss know him, or wasn't like he like neighbors with Joe Ziss's like Joe's maybe? Joe, I, I feel like that's a story. Joe Ziss is Robert Gallery's cousin. I know that's that. A, that's yeah, a yeah, thing. That's a thing. Huh. Alec Hanna's Chad Greenway's cousin. These are all deep cut you and I guys we played with. <laughs> We're just <laughs> related up to names. Hawkeye football players. <laughs> that's the uh, thing about you and I rugby. 
distant relatives of a lot of Hawkeye football. A lot of great, a lot of Hawkeye and NFL. Great. Okay. Dude, do you remember that website that you guys had for you and I? It was like the year before I played, mm-hmm. and it was like a bio on like each player, oh, yeah, and it was like the most ridiculous cat? thing ever. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, people got mad at me that I did that because it wasn't serious enough. <laughs> I was so trying to get engagement. Dude, I was trying to was, get traction. Dude, that was the first, like, that was my first, like, actual, like, when I Googled, like, you and I rugby and stuff, that's what I found. <laughs> <laughs> that was before I played. Jeremy Newman and I were having fun because we were trying to get the exposure because that was back in 2010? Yeah. 2011? 2011, probably, yeah. 2011, and we got control of social media and the website and we were trying to think outside the box and get engagement and clicks and be different we were just trying to get noticed and honestly it worked because we got ranked in the top five because i feel like we would write our own um (laughs) match recaps and then goff rugby report and doug Coyle would pick those up and be like oh these guys you and i they're doing it and it's like they only talked about us because it was easy to find our information yeah (laughs) Like, I mean, we sold ourselves, but we also played really good rugby. But speaking of college rugby, let's get into it. We got a ton of stuff to talk about. Iowa State first. Their men's program. First of all, they have their 55th anniversary coming up for their alumni banquet. They already have 115 plus people RSVP'd. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's a lot. And I... I, great. May make an appearance possibly Hi-oh. there. Really, Billy yeah. okay. V. Okay, you little traitor. What would you do there? Friendship, friendship, and support for a friend. Okay, well, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Could that spoil something if you? Said it, yeah, it would. So. <laughs> All right, cut this out. Cut, cut, uh, cut, cut. Oh, that's really cool. Let's yeah. talk off air about it. Um, yeah. But what I did want to talk about. Iowa State looks like they are going to compete for another national title. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're I mean, really good. Very good. We can, we can be biased. I mean, Ant wouldn't say it. Their players wouldn't say it. But they're ranked number seven right now. Uh, they beat Nebraska 64-12. to 12. Mm-hmm. They also beat Iowa. And the score of that was 50-3. to three. Yep. They had a friendly against Wisconsin. They had mm-hmm. some reserve guys play. I mean, I, I'm also like amazed because they have a bunch of brand new names that I don't recognize. They just reloaded. Like, yeah. not it's not like they are rebuilding ever. Like Ant is always bringing in people, and they look like they're going to make another run. Nebraska is a good squad. Nebraska was ranked number 22. And mm-hmm. Iowa State put a beat down on them. Yeah, 64 to 12. I just imagine they're going to keep moving in the same direction and things are going to keep clicking. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing amazing. Iowa beat Nebraska too. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get so, to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that. <laughs> I was uh, just thinking of that. I was just like, rank number 22. It's like, oh shit, well, Iowa won too. Yeah. Well, I noticed on like one of the ranking things, Goff Rugby missed Iowa beating them which I thought was interesting. Like, they just hmm. missed it because um, then Iowa wasn't ranked. But, no, Iowa State's doing awesome. Anything we want to add to that? We'll probably have Ant on soon. Yeah, we should. I mean, yeah, go figure. You know, obviously, Ant over the years has done a great job recruiting for that club and has really built it up. And, of course, you know, they have a bunch of guys graduate and, like you said, reloaded and had some guys ready to step in and, obviously, just as good athletes. So, If not better. Yeah. I saw some pictures and I'm like, 
I don't want to play against Iowa State because <laughs> some of the guys I'm like that like they There's some beef boys. Well, yeah. and they've sent you know one guy to the MLR. Brandon Carnes was drafted, and I know they've had multiple other guys get looks. They also have a lot of guys who have played for Des Moines Premier Sevens team that played in the Midwest Sevens like national qualifiers, mm-hmm. and then they also have guys that are playing for Des Moines D2 side. Like a big part of Des Moines really beefing up their roster has come from these Iowa State guys. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Ant always, you know, good for them. Uh, Iowa State women, they opened up league play this past weekend. They hosted the University of Northern Iowa. Always a fantastic match. UNI comes out on top 29-27. Iowa State, you and I women, I mean, that's one of the best rivalries I feel like we have in the state. Oh, yeah. You have high school girls from Iowa all over both rosters. Uh, great match. Sounded like it came down after the final minute um, or, you know, in the death or whatever they call it. You and I scored after the 80th minute to get the win. So Pretty much almost a repeat of last year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so again, I think we're going to see both those squads ranked very high, and I wouldn't be surprised if they run into each other in the postseason again, uh, because yeah, I think Iowa State is only going to get better. Um, also, congratulations to Iowa State women's head coach Greg Rodriguez. He just had his first child. Yeah, yeah. Father, girl. father. He didn't give birth. His wife did. <laughs> yeah, but of course. That would have been crazy <laughs> if he did. That would have been wild. Hear about that more. Oh, no, it's awesome! Like, yeah, having yeah, a frame. newborn, you know, being a busy guy, coaching, like, it's a lot. It's, it, mm-hmm. it is a lot. Ooh, I have another note about Iowa State rugby. Hmm. It is one of their players, Olivia hmm. Fife. She played at Roosevelt. Hmm. I might have been her coach. Heyo! So unselfish plug. <laughs> she is running a middle school rugby club. In Des Moines Public Schools. Oh, that's what? awesome. Yeah. So I reached out to her and then one of my coworkers, her cousin, um, volunteers for us as well. Um, the Weeks Middle School Rugby Club is run by Iowa State player Olivia Fife. So that's really, crazy. really cool to see like someone I coach, she's now playing in college, is now coming back to Des Moines uh, to teach the game to 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, Who boys and play? girls. Well, just each other. Yeah. Like, essentially, it's once a week they meet. They go to the soccer field. I reserve it for them. Um, and then they teach them the basics, and then they scrimmage against it's, each other. And it's not like – it's not just limited to kids who went to Weeks Middle School, is it? The club? Yeah. Yeah. No, it is right now. Oh, it's just, oh it is right now. It's just a single building club. Basically, my Damn, goal I with thought it, I could play. <laughs> you show up. I mean, Shame Andy passed beard. the volunteer check. Background check. No, I <laughs> guess. Well, why my, my question with that was just going to be because I have, I've had a person or two who has a child who has reached out and asked me if I've known anything about any like, you know, elementary, middle school like flag yeah. rugby stuff, and I'm just like, ah, Western Parks really. and Rec was doing yeah. uh, touch rugby last couple of years, and Chris mm-hmm. Draper has a T3 middle school elementary rugby league. Okay. Um, That's okay. So the reason why at weeks we do it the way we do it, when a kid from my school goes home, it's very hard to get them back. Back, yeah, of course. So we do it right after school. They scrimmage against each other. We're just trying to get them to be aware of the sport, 
enjoy the sport. And then when they go to Lincoln or East High School, they join the team. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. So it's not that they don't have a league schedule. It's just we're trying to build exposure. Yeah. And hopefully we get to the point where we can play league matches and have other schools. That'd be but great. right now it's just, hey, you know what? There's a there's a college kid volunteering and giving back. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Well, that That's is awesome. Cool. Also, to piggyback on that, um, we all know that wrestlers make some of the best rugby players. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And We've uh, mentioned that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Middle school wrestling. Isn't there a, a coaching opening you've been talking about, Mr. Gray? Brother, there's so many coaching openings. Okay. If you want to coach wrestling at the middle school level in Des Moines, get at me. We need to hire so many coaches. Fun fact, I might be coaching again. hey Middle school wrestling. We figure there's a lot of wrestler wrestlers yeah. around here, Dwayne area that yeah. might have the knowledge and know how to whip some whippersnappers into shape, you know? Yeah. I mean mold some young minds is no, probably a better way. I appreciate I appreciate that plug because yeah. yeah, we desperately need coaches for girls, boys, middle school. Um, we just had some people move on and finding coaches is hard in every sport. So if you want to mm-hmm. coach wrestling in Des Moines, get at me. We'll hook you up with either Lincoln or East. Um, yeah, back to Iowa State women though. They host Minnesota this weekend, so bounce back week for them. I think they're gonna lay it on them. Oh, I yes. think they're gonna put a beat down on them. Not a fan of those Gophers. I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. Not a fan. Go back to St. Paul. Okay. Is that what their campus is? I thought it was Minneapolis. Ah, oh, St. Paul. Ah. Well, hmm. now we're moving on to the University of Northern Iowa, the men's team. So they're ranked right now in the top three. Yeah. They had a huge matchup against Marquette. Marquette Mm -hmm. has given them fits. Marquette is also ranked very highly. Marquette is also where Chris Farley played rugby. (laughs) She's always got to say that. He wears his actual rugby jacket in Tommy Tommy Boy. Boy, Yeah, yeah. So huge matchup. You and I beats Marquette uh, 59-5. Yeah, wild. Like, just obviously Marquette, they've had issues with Marquette, obviously, over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's a great club. It's a very good club. And, like, last year, you know, conditions were a little unfavorable for uh, the conference championship for them and mm-hmm. being a little bit undersized, you know, and Marquette just kind of, you know, just, you know, big boys pounding away. Big and, boys pounding. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and, like, you know, obviously this past year, Zeus got a lot of Zeus. big pack players, yep. you yep. know. So well, matched up with them really nicely, and then obviously you and I is just fast and athletic. And you know what's really cool about this team too? I read the Goff Rugby article, and Gentry Stack was talking about their team, and they described their team as young. And two things with that: number one, I think that preseason tournament against Kansas, Oklahoma, and Colorado State really helped their young oh, guys yeah, definitely understand how to play at a high level, what it takes to play college rugby, and there was no penalty for losing. They went one and two, but they also played very close against Kansas, who was just in the national their title D1, two years yeah, ago. D one clubs. They played Colorado State very close, who just beat Air Force. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah. And then they beat Oklahoma, which is a top school. Mm. Um, that got those guys ready. And also, Gentry calling their team young is hilarious because for the last three years they've now, been young. They've been young. <laughs> So was, it just seems like every year they bring in guys who are freshmen yeah. who are able to play. They also – I was just going to say that because, like, when they were in the Final Four, they were young. Yes. So it's like – and, like, not that many of those guys are gone. So it's like – No. 
and then they minute. bring in a guy like TK from Iowa Central. Who oh yeah, Norwalk. just a absolute unit. Jacob Muller, who from Valley, jumps into their pack right away. Yeah. Dawson Stein, another Valley guy, in at center, which allowed Nick Marker to move out to wing. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things. We Zeus is a student of the game. I think we've talked about this so many times. The wing in Iowa is the most underappreciated position because I think people always think old school. You got a new guy, the least experienced guy, put him at wing. Mm -hmm. High-level clubs put some of their best, if not one of their best players, at wing. When we watched Scotland play Romania, Mm -hmm. who was the best player on the field? By far. Number 14. Yeah. Yeah. Like all every, blacks, yeah. Everything ran through. Like it didn't run through him, but it ended with him because of the way they were able to create mismatches. And I feel like moving Nick Marker, my boy, out <laughs> to the wing is allowing him to be a threat out there. And then the pack has gotten bigger and stronger. Um, also, it's interesting because you and I was in the Southern Division. Mm-hmm. They got moved up to the North. So usually they would only run into Marquette in the playoffs. Playoffs, yep. So to start off your very first match is against a team that you play in the playoffs. Now it's your opener, and you come out 59-5. to five. Pretty good. That's really good. Yeah. Born in the woods. Their next match, though, they go to Wisconsin-Whitewater, and then the week after they go to Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Whitewater played a really close match against Marquette this past week. Hmm. So Interesting. I mean, Whitewater's always been historically good so but the past few years they haven't, they haven't been, been as good yeah i mean i i feel pretty strongly that yeah. you and i is just gonna they're gonna Be win out by far pee out of them Whoa. yeah yeah white water is gonna be peeing their pants walking home more like yellow water okay okay shoot sorry we're friends with wisconsin people badger king rugby badger we're just king, sorry we're, 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 joking. we're just goofing yeah. trying to build the rivalry good good save guys thanks yeah <laughs> almost ruined a friendship i know <laughs> Look all the cheese curds we missed out on. Okay. I stay awake at night thinking about that. But yeah, you and I, men, yep. uh, I think they're going to do well. Something that's interesting, too, Principia moved up to mm-hmm. D1, right? They played against Lindenwood. They only lost like 22 to 5. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, Lindenwood's always stacked. Prince, yeah, Principia is just, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, a very, very good team. Like, they didn't belong in D two. No, that was. I thought that was crazy like, that they were getting to stick stick around in there. But. It's like I get it, you know. You, okay, you're. It's like the same thing with Thomas Moore. It's just like, oh my god, like why are you guys D two? Yeah, and it's like, okay, I get Dude, it. They're, and they're there's, they're ranked in D one. <laughs> like, there's three hundred people that go to you, your university, but thirty of those people are on the rugby team, and, <laughs> and then twenty five of those people were brought onto campus. Yeah, but moving on, the UNI women. So they played Iowa State. We already talked about they won 29 to 27. Their next match, they play against uh, Winona at home. I I think, I mean, honestly, I think this division that they're in with Iowa State, you and I, Winona, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, it it comes down to Iowa State and you and I. Yeah. They are just on another level. And I think we're going to continue to see you and I, another friend of the program, Megan Flanagan. Sure, we'll have her on soon. Um, you know, seeing this team, you know, these players we saw two years ago as freshmen now are juniors. Mm-hmm. Um, th- these people that we saw all this talent from the high school league go to college and they're sticking with it and they're doing special things. And there's more to come. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> a lot more. Uh, next club, University of Iowa women. 
man, the Big Ten Women's Conference is so tough. Iowa was in the top 10 to start the season, but they had a tough loss to Purdue, and then they tied Indiana, and then Michigan is the number one ranked team in the country. Yeah, mm-hmm. national champ. They're defending national defending champs. National. They lost to them, I think, by one score, I wow. want to say. Um, it was a very close match. Um, and then they just dropped a match to Notre Dame. Damn. So the thing that stinks is, like, they are so much more talented than their record says. Oh, yeah. It's just the Big Ten. It's tough. It's a tough league. Mm. And their next match is going to be a friendly against Iowa State. You said they lost to Michigan by five, right? Uh, I think so, or knows by less than a try. Yeah, so Michigan 24, Iowa 19 Okay. against the national champions. Yeah. The yeah, number one ranked team. Great. They lost by five points. Like, they are right there. They mm. tied against Indiana, I'm pretty sure. They lost a close one to Purdue. I think they were losing to Purdue by, like, 20 at halftime and they came back and they lost by like one try damn like they are right there um i think iowa state against iowa is going to be a great matchup yeah um and it's going to show the depth yeah oh no they tied purdue okay yeah they tied purdue Purdue. and then they lost a close one to indiana who also is good yeah big 10 it's a crapshoot everyone's everyone's great um but it's nice to see them with a full squad, lots of competition, and playing well. Well, and they have to travel so far. Yeah, going to Notre Dame, going to Michigan, going to Michigan mm-hmm. State, Purdue, Indiana. Those are 10 to 13-hour drives. Yeah. They're not flying. Like, no. they, they still got class on Friday and Monday. Um, Ugh, God, dude, that just sounds awful. Right? You don't have to go to class. Well. <laughs> if you're like me. Yeah. All right, move along. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time we had a class together, and it was like, hey, we got to go to the WRC. And you're like, hey, I'll give you a well, ride. I'm like, hey, where are you? And you're like, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> well, not uh, kind of on topic, but kind of yeah. off topic, though. No, you dropped that class. Yeah. With these with club teams, though, I don't really – I don't remember because it's been a while now. Mm-hmm. But don't you have to have halfway decent grades to be able to play in club sports? You have to have – So, I mean, like, if you want – need to be good enough that you need to be enrolled in the school and you need to take a certain amount of credits. But I'm ta- saying, like, if you fail a class or something <laughs> like that, like, will you have, like, a, any type of suspension – only if you get academic suspension from the school, yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. and that would be after the fact. So, like, yeah. the way I understood it was, like, if you had all Fs, you can still play that semester. It's the next semester when you're put on a list of academic suspension, then you would So, out. as long as you're not academically mm-hmm. suspended. Yes. Okay. And, like, you can get kicked out of school for, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, not too much. I never had to worry about that. I was just curious, you know, so. Yes, smarty pants. <laughs> I had a really easy major. <laughs> you know you know what his nickname was in college? What? 4.0 Phil. Whoa. No, it wasn't. <laughs> 2.8 Phil. <laughs> That's all you need. Hey, man, I made, hey, I made the Deeds list, all right? So. Hey, yeah, back off. No, I went to the great. Dean's List concert. What is this? That's not a band. <laughs> yeah, it was. This episode is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy, the premier epoxy company in Iowa. You need your floors looking good. You need to redo the entire shop, the locker room floor, the fire station, the man cave, 
those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you would possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done. Get a hold of them. Infinite designs, 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy, find them online now. There's a hip hop group from Boston called the Dean's List. I bet there is. And Jeremy Newman showed them to me, and they were really good. Um, well, we thought they were good, and <laughs> we drank a gallon good. of Catman's meow, and oops, <laughs> I broke a That's cell a phone good, that night. Good clarification there. Um, oh, right. boy knows, dude. Uh, Jake Ty and Jack Lewis, they were pretty up there. They were yeah. They were good. More. Who were they related to on the Iowa football team? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Not uh, Brian Ferentz, thank God. <laughs> All right. All right, so <laughs> Iowa Rugby, they're doing some cool stuff with their social media. They've been doing Stella. some videos. What, is, what does Stella mean? Why do I they say Stella? I, I used to know, but my brain hurts. If someone from Iowa Rugby, please let us know what Why that means. Stella? Something about the bar that sponsors, maybe? Oh. Uh, maybe not. I, I should know. My brother played there. I could probably ask him. I'm on their Facebook page. Yeah. I'm not seeing scores of games. Oh, no. But they're doing stuff. They played Iowa State. They're doing great stuff. I know they lost Iowa State. Um, they played Minnesota. They played Wayne State mm -hmm. College, not University in Detroit. No. <laughs> we learned that one the hard way. Yeah. Uh, so, Google Maps really messed up. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. No, so I was doing their thing. They're in the heart of America, too. Yeah. So. You said they beat Minnesota, right? And they beat Nebraska. They beat they Nebraska. They beat yeah. Minnesota as well. They, they beat, beat Minnesota, Minnesota 40, 40 to 14. 14. Nice. Uh, yeah. And the B-side killed them too. Yeah. No, um, I think I think that match against Iowa State isn't a fair representation of Iowa because I think Iowa, like Iowa State in their conference is on another level from everyone. And mm -hmm. I think Iowa is above everyone else. Yeah. No, that's that's safe to say. But you know, I was I was doing good, and they're doing some good things. They got some really good athletes. You know, they got Adam Sun, that Tanner Tuez guy's really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Joseph plays oh, for them now. By Wally. Yeah. Friend of I, the program. Yeah, I did not know that he enrolled at University of Iowa, but that's good for him though. Yes. Like getting back to school and playing rugby while he's there, like that's cool. It is cool to see like these young guys, like BB, we were talking to, like they. They play for like a men's club, and then it's like, well, I can still go to school. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to Andrew Ridgeway about this. You know, if rugby is the vehicle that gets you to college, even if it's in a non traditional way, that's a huge win. Yeah. Because it's like you always see that stat when you watch college football like only 1.2% of the student athletes go pro. And rugby, I mean, even if you go pro, you're not making enough money to be comfortable, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, it's it was, like yeah, getting yeah, that yeah, college it's... degree, that's what's important. Mm -hmm. Moving people on through that, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a lot of those, those uh, university club teams and stuff like that, it's like you're going to form a lot of good friendship and bonds through there. Some of the best bonds. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, next up, Iowa Central. I'm on their Facebook page. I'm not seeing scores. They're competing in the big rivers. Yeah. They got a very, big very squad. tough conference. Very good squad. So, yeah, I haven't really seen a ton of social media stuff from them lately. But I also haven't been on social media that often lately either. So, well, what have you been up to? Moping. 
We love you, Phil. We love you, Phil. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. What's you your love loved. language? You are loved. Words of affirmation? Yeah. No. Do you like getting gifts? No. Ooh, you want some ice cream? Acts of service? I do Chocolate? like acts of service. Like, what's of your service. favorite service what kind to of get service done? Do you like? To <laughs> <laughs> I like a clean house. Okay. <laughs> Tire rotation? We talking oil? Yeah, yeah, th- those things are nice too. Oh, yeah. service. Well, that's our college wrap up. I oh yeah, I was central too. Like we saw, maybe there's a women's team maybe starting up soon. I'd like to get a hold of the people that. That'd be cool. They had a uh, a flyer. Did we talk about that on the last episode? Very very briefly, like hearing through the grapevine type. Because our show. friend Emma, mm-hmm. she reached out to me and she said she knew someone who knew someone and maybe we could talk to them to see like what the what the down low is with the mm-hmm. women's team there because again i mean you have all this talent in iowa from the high school league it makes sense to have a varsity program in yeah. iowa you know and speaking of that we're going to move into we'll, we'll get more information on iowa central next week um we're going to move into the high school girls league so high school girls i know i i always do this I overpromise and underdeliver. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, also, you do. <laughs> becoming vice president of the union has also like. Well, and I can't. I can't go to any women's mat or any of the girls' matches because yeah. I have class on Mondays. Yeah. So like I can I and I'm there till nine p.m. So. Yeah, and then being the vice president, I've I've done some more things with that. Mm-hmm. Also being the AD of a middle school, and a father of two. <laughs> I should just stop saying those like, are your two kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we want to do more. It's just not feasible. <laughs> I don't have a lot of excuses, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was late to the game. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> but you're here now. I'm here now. So let's talk about the high school league. They've had two weeks so far. Cedar Falls and Southeast Polk. And I would say Waverly to me seem to be in another top, level top three yeah so cedar falls and southeast polk are both four and oh waverly is three and one but they lost to cedar falls and i think it was like 26 to 5 uh mm. 26 to 7 it was something like that waverly had one score cedar falls had four um but i still think waverly is a great team sevens is one of those games where that's not a blowout by any means but looking at scores comparing scores it really feels like it's going to come down to cedar falls southeast polk waverly the second tier of teams, Ankeny and Roosevelt. I was just going to say, Roosevelt seems like they're kind of on the up and up from last year. Oh, yeah. Sadie's been killing it with Sadie's, all the tries. Sadie's been killing it. Uh, she's been coming to Wombat's practice, which I think has been really cool, where like her dad is a member of the Wombats, but he doesn't play for us, but he... He helps a lot. He helps a lot. I, he was our club member of the year, or what was our... Way of the Wombat. The Way of the Wombat winner. And basically that just means like a culture guy. Mm. He's the guy who shows up uh, with waters and beers and like is at every social, helps us set up, and he's just always there. Well, he's like that person too who's like, I mean like anything that like we need help with or anything, like it's like one of the first guys to say like, hey, I'm available. (laughs) When I needed to remove all that rock from my backyard, he's like, oh, I know a guy in Adele. You can drop it off. It's like, oh my God, you saved my life. Wow. And then his daughter, Ava plays at Lindenwood. Mm-hmm. So the younger daughter, Sadie, is now a junior at Roosevelt, and she's carving her own path here, and she is just a force on the wing. And I and I do think, like, playing touch rugby in the summer with 
the Wombats High she, School Academy she team. She was there two weeks ago at the Wombats. Yeah. Yeah, she she comes all that stuff, and I think you're starting to see like understanding the game. Um, yeah, making it her own has been really cool. Yeah. Um, the next tier of teams you got Central Springs, Indianola, Fort Dodge, Mason City, Norwalk, um, and then Valley and Cedar Rapids are trying to find their footing. Um, a lot of rugby to be played tomorrow night. Actually, scratch that. Tonight. Tonight, yeah. tonight we've got a full slate of games. You can either go to Waterloo or Roosevelt. So some big matches. Um, Des Moines, Roosevelt against Central Springs. That's going to be a big one. Southeast Polk versus Waverly. Probably the match of the night over at the Cedar Valley Soccer Complex. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Oh, Cedar Falls also plays Southeast Polk. So, wow. That's a, yeah. That's going to be an interesting night. Oh, that'll be really good. That'll be really good, yeah. And then we also have uh, Cedar Rapids and Valley play each other. Both of those teams are looking for their first win, so that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Roosevelt versus Ankeny is going to close out the Roosevelt location. That's going to be huge because I feel like that right there, those two teams are fighting for that number four seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and this match is going to be a big, big uh, thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, whoever wins that match, it, it's going to help them get that four seed. Yeah. Yes. It'll get them in the playoffs. Yeah. Set them apart. Set them apart from the rest. Yeah. Put them on a different tier. Any other things, high school girls? No, it's just exciting. There's a you know a few more teams, and yeah. you know it's rolling, and it'd be really fun to be able to like. Are, does the championship or like the state tournament is that usually on Monday nights as well, or do they try to put Friday. that on Fridays? No, they do that. They've done that on a Sunday. Oh, Sunday! Oh. Because they've done that on a Sunday before because a lot of the coaches and a lot of the referees are busy on Saturday because mm. it's in October. Yeah. Or they've done it on Friday night. And they've done it on Saturday. So it's either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I don't know when it is this year. That'd be cool if it lands on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night. Because I would actually like to go. Because mm-hmm. I would actually be able to. Okay. Because Mondays, like I said, Mondays I have class. So I, so, I can't go to any games. Don't oh, overpromise anything. Right, I'm, I'm just saying say I want to go. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. But we, should, but, we should try, but we should try to go. I'm, I'm trying so hard not to say, like. <laughs> Because the wheels are spinning. I know. Right we now. can talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> but we're not recording. Okay. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing, the Rugby mm-hmm. Network is a free app, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a cool app. Cool Rugby app. RugbyNetwork.com. Yeah. If you don't have it on your phone, you should download it. Yeah. And you can watch every Major League Rugby match for free. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. For free. But now, there's something even more awesome. What's that, Ryan? They have added Premiership Rugby. I'll for free. God darn. Wow. And so that's some of the best rugby in the world. You got all these English teams or mm-hmm. London teams. Mm-hmm. Are there Irish teams? Uh, yeah, some of them, I believe. This, that yeah. starts this Saturday, doesn't it? I think they're mostly English teams. Maybe. They're mostly English teams. They're you got like English Bath, teams. the Bristol Bears, Exeter Go Chiefs. Bears, Boo Chiefs. Harlequins. Harlequins, yeah. Tigers, Newcastle, Falcons, S- Northampton Saints. Sail so. Sharks have some USA guys on the team. Yeah. Um, and then the Saracens, who got in trouble a couple years ago for salary cap violations oh, and all that stuff. bastards. Yeah, they got in trouble. But <laughs> here's what's cool. 
more opportunities for Americans to watch high-level rugby for free. Yeah. That's going to be huge. And I don't know if they're doing it because they want more Americans to get familiar with the sport before Mm -hmm. the World Cup comes to the United States. But as a rugby fan, I see some opportunities. We could do more watch parties uh, yeah. yeah. With this, you know, it doesn't even have to be the World Cup. Uh, this would be an awesome opportunity because, again, to just – we tell new guys all the time, best way to learn rugby, play. Yep. Second best way to learn, watch, watch. as much as you can. Um, this is a huge opportunity. And speaking of watch party, Wombats, we hosted a watch party for the World Cup, the Scotland-Romania game. Woof. Yeah, that, that was pretty lopsided. That game was – the only game played after bars were open. Mm-hmm. It's not like we were going to be like, hey, Pallies, can you guys open up at 8 a.m.? <laughs> right. <laughs> but there was a really good match that was played earlier in the day. But we did have a watch party. We had a good amount of people. How many people do you think showed up there? 25? Mm, yeah, in the 20s for sure. Yeah. Um, had some people who didn't even play rugby that were watching along. Um, that was yeah, really cool. Yeah, one guy was just like just a fan. He's never played before, but he just really got David. into it. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. No, that was really awesome. And, yeah, like we said earlier, the wing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Scotland's number 14 was just involved in everything. But earlier in the day, this is the one I wanted to talk about. It was at 1045, mm. and I was going to ask Pally's maybe, like, you guys want to open up early and we could get there at 1045? But then I was like, are people going to be there from yeah. 1045 until 4 o'clock? And then you have the Iowa State football game and then the Iowa football game. Mm-hmm. So that's why we went with Scotland-Romania. Fiji defeated Georgia 17-12. Yeah. What a match. That's I wish close. Yeah. I wish I would have watched it. Phil, I think you and me are in the same boat. We talked about this. I have not watched enough World Cup between all the college football and all the stuff going on, Chicago Bears just ripping my heart out. Oh, yeah. um, the Chicago Cubs ripping my heart out. Mm-hmm. It's been hard to like. And also, I don't like watching sporting events by myself. Yeah, it's not oh. quite as fun. I also no. don't I don't like watching TV shows or movies by myself either. I always like make Lex like, hey, do you want to watch this? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll never watch it. Hey, be comfortable um, with yourself. You're a great guy. No, but my like ADHD, <laughs> I just want to like talk about it. Oh. I, I want to pause the movie and talk just about Wikipedia. my thoughts. Um, yeah, well, I've, I haven't watched as many matches as I'd like, but uh, New Zealand's definitely coming around. All Blacks really laid it to Italy the other day. Uh, Fiji has been underperforming, but they're still pretty solid. You could tell they're kind of more definitely more of a – Sevens team still. Um, New Zealand beat Italy ninety six to seventeen. Yeah, and that seventeen was I think two at least one of those tries was like two minutes left in the game. Garbage for, time for Italy. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, and we talked about this a month ago. The World Rugby wants to add four more teams. Like they want to make. Yeah. They want. They, they were talking bigger. about it yeah. too. Yeah, and it's like if this is already how lopsided some of these are. Well, and some are really uh, close. Like there's still like there's a lot of middle tier teams. I feel like that are on the cusp. Like yeah. Samoa's all right. Japan's all right. Australia is really shitty this year, and they're kind of a middle tier to lower tier team, mm-hmm. which is weird. Um, kind of expected, but weird. Uh, Fiji, like I said, Fiji and Argentina were both two mm-hmm. clubs that were like almost there but couldn't. Mm-hmm. Scotland's really good, but they're. Well, 
unfortunately in the same pool as uh, South Africa and Ireland. Right. So they're probably not going to get out of that. Well, Ireland's I mean, still the favorite. That was a good match, though. South Africa and Ireland. And that was a great match. Fiji yeah. against Georgia. Like, there's not really implication to move out of your pool in that match. No. But there is implication of, like, where do we rank in the world? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, the big thing is, like you were saying, like, you have these second-tier nations. Like, when Japan in the last World Cup beat South Africa, wasn't it? No. They beat Scotland two World Cups ago. That's Like, they had a huge upset. Yeah. South and, Africa, I think South Africa went undefeated the last World Cup. And, like, I don't remember. Their upset, like, really sparked hope in the country. Even though, like, we're not going to win the World Cup. Yeah. But we have this to take away from it. And I think that's what, you know, we're... Well, and that's something, too. They set these they set these pools, like, two years ago. So right. that's always something that's, like, weird. Is like, they made the pools... Before teams were picked. Before teams were picked and before you could figure like out rosters, yeah. what things were going to be like. But, yeah, France is still doing good. They're undefeated. Let's uh, go pool by pool here. France is number one in Pool A. They're undefeated because they beat New Zealand game one of the World Cup. New Zealand's three and, or two and one, um, but it looks like they're going to get out. Italy's yeah, France and New eh. Zealand are going to win that pool. Italy just got whooped by New Zealand. Yeah. Uruguay mm-hmm. and Namibia. Bye bye. Namibia's got like I saw they have like seven MLR players starting for. <laughs> uh, I mean that's fun. Uh, then Pool B. South Africa, Ireland, Scotland. So this is the strongest pool. Um, like I said, Scotland's just got one loss, but yeah, they've been killing people. Otherwise, Ireland's been killing everybody. South Africa's been killing everybody, and then they play each other, and it was a tight, tight match. I think it was nine fourteen. Mm. Um, Ireland won. So Ireland's still the favorite. Uh, South Africa and Ireland are probably going to get out of that pool. You don't think Scotland? So I'm, I mean, Scotland and Ireland play next week. I think. Yes, they yeah. do. Okay, so oof. Okay, so if Scotland wants to make it out, they have to beat Ireland, which is going to be a tall task. Yeah, and I don't think that's that's gonna not happening. Not going to happen. I think Ireland's got the points. Sexton's the points leader right now because he does all the kicking, mm-hmm. um, and they might have one or two guys in the top five for tries. Hey, I will say. The other match in this pool, 0-3 Tonga versus 0-3 Romania. That might be a good match. Like, yeah, to, you get to teams. go, you get to go home, being like, hey, you know what? We ended on a high note. Like that could be huge for mm-hmm. one of those clubs or one of those countries. Pool C, Wales has been dominating. Uh, they're undefeated right now. Um, they really haven't played a lot of great competition yet. I don't think they've played any of the big teams yet. Um, but they're really good and they were good six nations last year this in the past year mm-hmm. um but they're kind of underdoggy i mean they're a little tiny country and yeah yeah and i it, know eric eric wickham is about the only welsh fan i know uh so there's not a lot of them but and so fiji and wales look like they're gonna make it out of there because fiji who did they play who do they have left portugal yeah, yeah so Fiji it'll probably beat Portugal. Fiji's definitely going to beat Portugal. So I guess that Georgia match did have implications, <clears throat> but yeah, like you said, Australia—they're two and two. They're not making it out. No, and way. it's not a pretty two. It's not like they were playing some yeah close matches. They getting killed by the good teams, and they're losing. You know, losing or barely beating teams they should should beat. Yeah, at least you think Australia. You think they're you know a so rugby powerhouse. Fiji and Wales beat Australia, and then yep. Australia beat Georgia and Portugal, but it wasn't. It wasn't I, impressive. I, I don't mean. think so. 
Yeah. Like I said, I don't have all the facts, Ryan. I know. And then someone's correcting me. The right last now. the last pool is England, Argentina, Japan, Samoa, and Chile. England and Argentina probably making it out. More than likely, yeah. Because yeah. England's been doing really Argentina good. Argentina plays Japan. So actually the winner of Argentina Japan will move on. But it's gonna be Argentina, right? I would assume so, but you never know. You could see another upset, but right. Argentina already beat Samoa. But I think yeah, I said Japan. Oh, Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. No, no, no. Um, no, no, no. We don't got to worry about it though, because Ireland's gonna win the World Rugby Cup. It'll be fine. Oh, remember what I said a month ago too? What the homework? We were gonna place bets, mm-hmm. and we never placed bets because yeah. we never got back together. I do remember not to get off topic from World Rugby Cup, but I, I'd have to figure out what episode it is. But we did make some form of bet with the Bears about them going five hundred or better this year. It was like time. something like fifty bucks. There's still time. But maybe we made a bet. Um, this is a rugby podcast, and we don't I need. Picked, to... I picked Ireland to win the World Cup, so that's all that matters. I also picked Ireland to win the World Cup, and I know there's video. I know there's audio evidence of me mentioning that. Yeah, so. Eric Engels picked the All Blacks, which uh, I mean they're still in it. They're still in it. Besides well, the France match, they've been and slaughtering I've, people. And I've been talking to people too. It's like the old cliche: it's hard to beat a team twice in one season. I don't think France can beat New Zealand again. I feel like New Zealand like. They're going to, if they play France again, mm-hmm. they're going to fix what they need to fix. Well, uh, it's scripted then. <laughs> it's just like the NFL. Um, and didn't uh, DuPont get hurt for France? I think so. Broke his jaw or something? Uh, that was his collarbone, but might have been his jaw. A little bit of everything. Ooh. He had surgery, I know, but uh, I, I don't know what happened. DuPont. Um, yeah, Nichols, we should have him on too once we get to knockout stage. Yeah. Also, Dude, we should definitely Nichols. do that. Oh, Eric Nichols. Eric Nichols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good guy. And then also too, I think uh, what we might try to do is mm, we might do another watch party. Actually, we are going to do an- more watch parties, and we are definitely going to have a watch party on Saturday, October twenty eighth, for the World Cup final. Sound good? I'm in. As long as sounds great. Unless there's. A playoff match going on. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that's the World Cup. So yeah, we talked about everything. I think. Oh, also BBP Rugby, right? The official merchandise of the B Side Boys. They have a special going on right now. If you need a new set of jerseys and shorts, they're running a deal: fifty dollars for a jersey and shorts. Damn, that's but you a have good to deal. order 15 or more. Mm. So here's the thing. That's amazing. That's yeah. a really good deal. So quick math. If you need a kit. What's uh, 15 times 50? Well, it's five. Ryan, you were a math major, right? Was that 750? 750. That's insane. So if you have a sevens team, $750, and you get shorts with it too. Oh, man. So if you need a new kit for the spring, you need a new kit for the summer. Because mm-hmm. I do want the Wombats to have a Summer 7s kit. I was just going to say that. It's like, man, we should have a Summer 7s kit. That'd we, be also, fun. we also need a Wombats Academy kit. I feel like they yeah. need to do that. Maybe sponsored mm. by the B-Side Boys when we put the logo right on the tummy. I would like that. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. No, I've 100% thought that. And right there, boom, 750 bucks. Uh, yeah. Also, BBP Rugby... Uh, is now going to be selling their own creatine and protein. Did you see that? I did no. not see that, no. Because yeah. I've been thinking about getting on some creatine. I take creatine. When I was in is high that school. Is that stuff you, get, you put in the uh, 
needle and put in your butt? No. Your left <laughs> no. No, no, not quite. You're close. Okay. Close. No, so when I was in high school, they made creatine sound like... Like it'll dehydrate you and make you... Yeah. And like they bad. made it... It's like, it's just like steroids, but you don't get as strong, but it's all the negatives. And then now there's okay. all these studies coming out, like your body naturally makes creatine. It's, and it's, like, the, most, it's the most studied supplement yeah. like yeah. out there. You know, they've been studying it since like the 80s. My um, One of my professors was like one of the first guys actually was involved in like one of those long-term studies for how creatine monohydrate affects the body and athletic performance. Well, so. My high school football coaches acted like you would die if you took it when you were 17 years old. Yeah. I've never I touched it. And now, but they gave you plenty of Mountain Dew though, right? Oh, dude. <laughs> Everything got so fat. Like, uh, no, you can't have creatine, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Have a Mountain Dew for lunch. Here's some Casey's pizza. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool that he's doing supplements though. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, definitely cool. Yeah, we'll jump on it. I'll, I'll join you, Mr. Gray. Thank you. Let's get fit and buff. And I know. That sounds great in theory. Phil, you train us? Actually, <laughs> yeah, Phil, sure. you, know how many, you know how many bench press and workout programs Phil sent me that I've never done? <laughs> yeah, no way. Shut up. I tried, <laughs> Phil. It's hard. Phil, send me one. I'll do it. Okay. No, I'm going to do the bench press one. I just need to clean my garage. Yeah, uh-huh. move the podcast back out there. Yeah, that's that is the goal. I'm on a bench press only program right now, so <laughs> you look great. Thanks, man. You do look great. Oh, stop it. But all you know, all jokes aside, like I'm glad we were able to get together, get this back going. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was good. Yeah, I, I miss doing this. It's yeah, nice to get out of the house fun. too. So it's a good episode, right? Yeah, I think we good. did it. I knocked it out of the park. I, I you know, it took a little while to shaking the rust off. Shake the rust off. And also, you know, um, I didn't prep like normal. And there's just so many things. So yeah. many things in the last month. I also there's didn't n- prep like normal. That was my bad, bro. Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> did you actually prep? <laughs> no, not at all. That's my that's my niche. I know. <laughs> Damn good. Four point Phil never had to study. Nope. Okay. He just knew. <laughs> knew. Um, yeah, so let's do it again next week. Let's we'll we'll keep her rolling. Yeah. Keep her moving. I like it. I think we're doing good, fellas. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. wrap her up. Okay. Were we... Ah. Oh. I you forgot to hit record. <gasps> That's not true. I know. Okay, we'll cut that part out. Cut, cut, um, cut, cut, cut. Wait. How are you guys feeling? Good, you. 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 Fresh, 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 fresh. She's my